This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris Welcome back. Tuesday. Boy, I was off for a couple of days there, and did I enjoy it. It was a nice Labor Day weekend. I could have had the Tuesday podcast, but more or less, I got to record that on Monday, and I just I thought, you know, I think I've overworked myself a little bit. I don't even know if overworked is the right thing, but let me just say that I forgot the, the meaningful value of just really uh, unplugging for a couple of days and that's really what I did. I was busting my butt, working here on the homestead. I uh, set the pavers at the base of the deck, regraded that, probably six yards of dirt. I dug by hand with a shovel and a digging bar and moved with my yard cart. And uh, I got the the cold frame greenhouse I've been talking about, which uh, may also serve as like a um, little habitat for any little creatures we might Catching the yard, uh, turtles, snakes, bugs, my daughter's interested in. So it's kind of dual purpose. It's going to have a hinged lid, hole in the ground with a wood frame that sticks up a little bit, but it stays in the ground, which is, you know, uh, benefits from the, the natural heat of the earth. And you put basically a, a build a, a window, clear glass that the sun shines in there and keeps it warm. And you can extend your growing season with that. If you put a heater in it, which I have electric right there, I could run a little heat if I need to. Then uh, you really extend the growing season a lot if you had enough heat, I suppose, um, potentially year-round in there in that little space. It's three feet by eight feet, so it's not huge. Anyway, I got that done. I got the swale all graded out around the deck. I finished that up, topsoiled it, got it seeded, uh, straw thatched everything. Uh, There was a big repair I did over by the fence. I had a brush pile over there. I think I talked about this. Leaving brush piles around in the yard causes more problems than it helps. I just am of the mindset right now, cut it and either burn it or get it out. And I shouldn't really be burning everything here, but we kind of do. We just kind of go a little late at night and neighbors are sleeping. They don't notice the smoke. You know, (laughs) last time I, I did some cutting, and it, there was some green stuff in there. I was like, ah, I should probably probably cut this back. I think I did. I think I, I broke it up a little bit because it just stinks through the whole neighborhood when you burn stuff like that. It's like it's like burning trash, burning wet wood. I don't know. doesn't smell pleasant in my opinion. Maybe you feel differently. So I had this time to reflect. You know, there was a lot going on. I was going through a lot of mental gymnastics I put myself through sometimes. I, at this particular time, I'm happy that I was able to, to step step off the merry-go-round. Uh, and the last couple of days really helped me with that. You know, was, And I was thinking about running for office, you know, that whole journey. I've decided not to. Lots of bright, uh, big dreams, you know. But uh, this, this time around, um, it really made me think, like I said, about the importance of, of taking breaks. And it's not that I was taking a break that I wasn't doing anything. I worked my butt off. I was like 10 hours a day, Saturday, Sunday. By the time Monday came around, it was like a six-hour day. And uh, I had a couple of nips there in the afternoon, not late in the afternoon. And I was in bed early and uh, back at it today. So it's all good. 
it's all good. It was a nice break, but it really made me reflect. And one of the things that, uh, besides taking a break, that I realized, I guess a little self-awareness, is that I really hate politics. I hate the whole thing. Um, I mean, I could, there's so many stories I could tell you about this. And, and I know this sounds funny, coming like, what? What do you mean you hate politics? I just, I, I hate it. Look, uh, the art and science of good government is fascinating to me. Right, uh, effective, efficient government. There used to be a term I would use. I don't talk about it anymore because it's it's not clickworthy. It's not doesn't catch your effective, efficient government. How boring! I, for me, I enjoy the idea of creating and building and serving. I think it's good. I think that those of us that can should serve, whether you serve by leading or serve by. Um, helping, whatever. And politics is the opposite of all that. Politics is is the opposite of everything good about people. Right? What do you, what do you, what do you, if you could just show a a illustrative image of the good in people, what would you show? You'd show your, your, your son or your daughter, 17 years old, broken down along the side of the road and, and somebody stops and helps and gets them back on the road, right? That's what's good good about people. But then you look at politics, and if, if we were using that same analogy in politics, if Bernie Sanders was broken down on the side of the road, then Governor DeSantis would drive by and point, see, I told you, or whatever, right? We would mock, make fun of. And just do everything possible to destroy the opposition. Now, of course, depending on what's going on, well, because Bernie Sanders deserves it. And that may be true. But here's my point in all that. We have so taken our eye off the ball of what's important anymore. Matter of fact, to say that we've taken our eye off the ball would be the understatement of the century. You look at how angry and confused people are. No, but you, you don't know what to believe. You see good, intelligent people that you know saying things. You're like, do they really believe that? And then, I don't know about you. Every once in a while, it's somebody I really respect, and I'm scratching my head, and I'm like, what if I got it wrong? I mean, it is possible. Well, I think the clarity is going to come, and I think it's going to come quickly. Hopefully not. It's going to come clear when the people in Europe don't have heat, and you see the calamity that that creates. Or the people don't have water, like in Mississippi. The people want to just, well, it's Jackson, Mississippi. Who cares about those people? Those people. Largely black, I'm sure. Poor and black. And now they don't have water. And it's not because they didn't pay the bill or the resources when that weren't there. No, it's because of politics that got squandered. Every single problem that we're dealing with right now is man-made. Every single one. There was no tornado, uh, hurricanes this year. I think one now coming through, finally. Uh, I think there was an earthquake in China. The only reason people died is because they were locked down over COVID. Did you hear this story? I'm not making this up. We've got no heat, no food, no police, no border protection, no fair elections, no end to the debt. No end to the new rules. No end to our government threatening us. 
I'm going to tell you that people really need to open their eyes, look beyond the political parties, and demand a very Darwinistic results-based government before it's too late. You know what I mean when I say that? Survival of the fittest. If you're not contributing, get out. There's no time for dead weight. What am I talking about specifically? Well, I'm told, how do I know? I can only, I can only regurgitate to you what I see on the Internet through, through the same foggy lens that you get. Who knows what to believe? Some we seem to think are more plausible than others are more credible than this to that. What could be more credible than CNN or MSNBC? American media icons. Think about that. They, they don't tell you that it's fake. They haven't told you that. Anymore that they tell you that the dollar is a lie. That's another whole story. Congress is going back into session. You know what their number one priority is? For the Democrat-controlled House, they want to make sure that they protect gay marriage. Protect gay marriage. And so let the arguments begin. Here we are, depending on what you want to believe, on the cusp of an existential threat. Does anybody know what that term means? If they're right, we're in big trouble. Serious debt problems, worldwide unrest, climate calamity, whether it's due to the cause or the effect or both, I don't know. What difference does it make? This border problem? You know, why are there so many people running out of these countries? Why this push? You have to ask. But with a major war going on, brink of a world war, supply chain disruptums, whatever you want to believe about COVID, not out of the clear, massive debt run up, problems, 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 even the climate, you could argue. And Congress's top priority is to protect gay marriage. And from there, you are going to watch one thing guaranteed to come out of that initiative, and that is a lot of fighting, arguing, and bickering. Probably not even among gay people. A few, a few, but I'm going to guess that most gay people won't even get involved in the argument. It'll be, ironically enough, a bunch of white heterosexual people, largely, arguing about whether or not gay marriage should be protected. I would say to you that when government got involved in marriage, which hasn't been all that long, it so began the decline of marriage. And what we ought to be asking is not just time to get government out of our marriages altogether. That's what I think we should be talking about. And that's what I mean by a, a Darwinistic results-based government. Look at the results of having government involved in marriage. What has it produced? Tell me, tell me what positive impact. Tell me what positive impact our, our welfare programs have made on, on, uh, on young families and childhood development and, and marriage in general. Show me where our, our, uh, our, our, our financial uh, plans as government uh, have been good for, for gay people or any people. Show me uh, how marriage has gotten better in these, these liberal cities, any city for that matter. How is it helping anything? What is it doing to us? 
you've got a certain percentage of the population that's gay. It's probably always been the case. There's probably an ebb and a flow to it. You know, there's probably some centuries that are more gay than others. I don't know. Who really gives a hoot? We've been down this road so many times. And at the end of the day, what you're going to find is that most reasonably minded people are going to conclude that consenting adults should pretty much be able to do whatever they want in their bedrooms. Right? You do some weird stuff. You think what I do is weird. How about it's none of my business, it's none of your business? Let people be what they want to be, as long as it's not hurting anybody, as long as it's not a danger to children. Like, these were the basic parameters. And that was an acquiescing from a very conservative religious culture that was against things like gay marriage. And there is a problem. There's people that are, you know, where you have people that are very passionate for it, you have people that are very infuriated by it. And you go on a whole discussion about all that. But most reasonable people would say, hey, there's government involved in this. So why is government involved in it? I don't see people clamoring for this. Some, like a few, a small minority of, of ultra liberals. How do you like that, ultra MAGA? Here, here's a funny thing for you, just to tell you the lunacy. The comments that Biden made, I saw it. Trump made identical reverse comments uh, during some of his speeches while he was president. And uh, it was, I think it was Hillary supporters who vilified. Um, they're very rad. He said the exact same things almost. It was kind of funny little parody. Well, of course, we agreed with what Trump said. We disagreed with what Biden said. In fact, we say what Biden said doesn't even make any sense. You just can't change the names and expect the story to make sense. But the writers of the speech didn't tell him that. But listen, here's my point. While everybody else is going to start arguing about whether or not there should be gay marriage, and they're very tough. You you won't even have a conversation about it pretty soon. Trust me. What do you, what do you mean you're questioning whether or not homosexuals should be able to get married? You can't even have that discussion. If you were going to come and say, you know, I, I don't know that gay people should be able to get married. You can't have that discussion. I remember when gay marriage became legal. I was uh, saying then that I thought, and I look back on it, I think I was right, that I think it, it should be a union, should be allowed. The argument was that Gays were being denied health care coverage and access to other things that uh, other married people do get. And we all knew that that was unfair. Somehow we ended up at this point where, like, you can't be gay enough. And it's, it's not enough that you can't be gay enough and it's going to be rammed down your throat and you will say you agree and you will go along with it. So will your children. And it will never be enough, I'm convinced, for these evil monsters, the amount that they are willing to impose on anybody who doesn't agree with them. You know, another good one uh, is the, the climate denier hoax, right? Oh, these climate deniers, I'll tell you what. And it's hostile. So if I say to you, I, I don't think this whole climate change is, is what we're being led to believe. Oh, oh. Oh, you're one of those, huh? You climb it. You know what? I don't know if I can trust you. This is where it's headed. Who's doing this? This is purely evil, this angst being generated amongst us, otherwise reasonable people. What do we need to do? We need to expose the truth, simple common sense truths. I say, okay, this climate emergency, where's the simple, plain, plausible evidence? It's not Lake Mead. It's not Lake Powell. Look into it. They're not even blaming that on the climate, amazingly. 
wow, there's there's a climate immigration, climate racism. You're like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay, let's, let's put that in a separate compartment a second. I thought we were talking about like rising and lowering temperatures. The latest one, I think I have the story in here. Do I have it in here? It'll take me a minute to find it. They um, it's a new thing about the you know the largest piece of Antarctica is about to fall off or something like that. I don't see it here jumping out of me. If it comes up, we'll talk about it. Why do I feel like there's a bunch of stories missing here? Well, we'll see what happens. I'm burning up enough time anyway, I guess. You're yammering on. What does this mean to us? That's what I really want to get at. Uh, we need to expose the truth, simple common sense truths. Where's the simple evidence of climate change? If you're still convinced that there's climate change and you think that the world's going to end in 10 years, you tell me. How is electric cars and solar panels going to protect me in nine and a half years? You tell me if I just go along with this, if I just trade in my cars and I go electric, that everything's cool, we're done? No, they're not saying that. Nobody can even sit and say, <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, so if I'm the climate denier and you're the climate genius, I'm just asking the question. If we all throw up our hands and we say, okay, we agree, we're going to go along with this, we all buy electric cars, does the problem go away? Well, no, it's just the beginning. Oh, indeed it is. Indeed it is. And you're going to continue down a rabbit hole for the people that believe strong. You know where you're going to end up? Depopulation. I know it. Oh, I'll tell you why. Because the real problem is that there's just too many people on the planet, you see. Most of them happen to be some other nationality. Hmm. You have it from, from every culture and nationality supporting this diabolical lie. Islam, um, Hindu, uh, some limited Asian, some Jewish, some white, some black. It's crazy. That's the that's where that logic takes you. It's not biblical logic. Right? It's not biblical logic. Uh, one of those right-wing loonies. You know, I'm going to say this to you. And I would challenge anybody listening who disagrees with me. I'd welcome your argument. I'm not going to be rude or try to make a point. I'd love to hear a counter argument. Tell me where biblical wisdom has ever been wrong. The application of it, the interpretation of it, I would agree. And people will point to that. They will point to imperfect people imperfectly doing things or worse and doing so in the name of the Bible, and they use that as evidence. Well, see, you want to go along with that? But here's the difference. If you go down the rabbit hole of existential threat, it leads you to one thing, and that's depopulation. This is a fact, all right? This is the whole basis of the World Economic Forum and the UN. Like, oh, climate problem. This is the cause. It's freaky to me. I actually believe that it is likely biblical as well. It is biblical. You look back at some of these uh, ancient cultures and the child sacrifice. If you know the Bible, you know that, that it's mentioned in it. It's child sacrifice. What kind of a God does that, people ask? Crazy. God didn't sacrifice the child if you know the full story. See, people tell the first half of the story, but then they don't tell the second half. See, that's trickery. That's deceitful in my opinion. God told Joseph to sacrifice. Joseph, do I have the story right? to sacrifice his son, but what did he do instead? He offered a sheep, right? And that's a metaphor 
for the forecoming of Jesus. I'm probably not telling the story correctly, but if you're religious, you know what I'm talking about. What is my point about all that? One is hope. One is a belief that all that the, the good always prevails. That's the basic difference. The evil is purposely creating calamity among us, trying to say that there's just there's no way out. The only solution is to rid ourselves of our fellow humans. It's insanity, really. I believe that definitely a mental health crisis, a possessed, uh, I don't know what you'd say. I really don't. I, I, I'm not a religious freak. I'm not a religious zealot. I would say to you, if you've never read the Bible, now would probably be a good time to start. <laughs> I wouldn't be afraid to pick it up. You, you, when you look at that wisdom, it's going to bring you to wholly different conclusions than, than without it. And you say, well, I know, I know what it means to be a good person. I do believe that. The Bible even speaks to it. Is it the Bible? I think it was Thomas Paine. I take that back. No, I think the Bible is a passage too, right? You know what is right. You know what is right and wrong. And you, you say, well, yeah, child sacrifice. Where are you going with that? Look at what's happening at Boston Children's Hospital with the transgender surgeries. For God's sake, they're maiming these kids. How are you taking a young teenager going through all the crazy hormonal stuff? I was, you know, I have a daughter, and she started second grade today, yesterday for you. And I was reading a story uh, on Reddit, actually. The uh, mom's um, teenage daughter, a boy, said to her in school, she really developed over the summer. And he made a negative comment about that development. I'll leave it at that. And it was crushing to this teenage girl. And I know the the impact of, of some of these things as uh, some of these were the type of rude little idiot I acted like when I was younger. Not to that extent, but I definitely uh, participated in a fair level of shenanigans that wasn't on appropriate behavior. And, I, you know, I've looked to, to see my kids do better in that regard and work to that end, and I think we did at least for the most part. But my point is this. Uh, teenagers, they're hormonal. They're you know really affected by what people think and fears and anxiety. All these things are normal. And then you're going to have the kid that will be like, well, maybe, maybe you weren't meant to be a girl at all. Do you think you could be a boy? What? <laughs> and then these doctors and these hospitals, they're going along with this stuff. It's sickening to me. It's wildly sickening. Tell you what, let's go back to the church's handling marriage. I'll take my chances there. This, this is completely diabolical to me. Of everything going on, the world war, losing heat in Europe, uh, the crime problems, the problems with our schools, all this concern, the border problem. Any, pick any one of these problems. And Congress's top priority is gay marriage. Just when I say Darwinistic results-based government, let's just look at it like this. As a percentage of the population, how many people are homosexual? I don't know. That's what they would tell you. Oh, it shouldn't matter. Well, it does matter. 
because the border problem is affecting 100% of us pretty much negatively, with very few exceptions. Gay marriage affects like 5% of the population max. So what would you naturally focus yourself on? The existential threat, which is going to wipe us all out in 10 years? No. What would you do if there was really a threat that was going to wipe you out? I guess if you're Zelensky and Russia is threatening to invade you, you just do nothing. Just leave the border wide open. This is the, the liberal government that we have here. Oh, yeah, you've got 11 years. What do we do? Well, I think the best course of action would be to get an electric car. Brand new Tesla would be a good fit. What? Should I stock up on food? Eh, I wouldn't do that. People start to think you're a little conservative there. You don't want to be considered one of those uh, prepper crazies, do you? I wouldn't want that. You become a prepper. People think you're a climate denier. You don't want to fall into that trap. Get yourself a good electric car. Get on board with the cause. There you go. What are the chances it's all a lie? I've been listening to it for 30, 40 years now since I can remember. So what do we need to do? We need to expose the truth, expose simple common sense truth, stop arguing, and start building Start building our people up, each other, our families, our communities, our country. And you know what I really think it boils, the success of our future really boils down to? And, and it won't be uh, straight, but you're gonna, I think you're going to see people naturally align in this fashion. You ready for this? Hard-working people doing what's right. That I think you're going to see. I was just, I was thinking about this as I was digging and, and raking and working. And I thought, you know, sooner or later, the workers are going to get tired of these lazy crazies. They're just going to walk away. When it gets to the point where it's easier to live like the Amish do, <laughs> the, when, when living with the Amish becomes like a vacation from the craziness, then maybe you start to see changes. But I, I, I would say the best thing that we can all do is demonstrate working hard. Hard-working people doing what's right. Not overworking, but just when you're working, working hard and doing something, contributing. Invent a solution. That's the key to success, providing solutions. Don't worry about how it's going to get paid for. Who it, Don't worry about it. If you have a solution, right, and, and we got to keep repeating it because not everybody's ready to hear some of these solutions. I was thinking about uh, these places around Lake Mead and Lake Powell uh, that run the risk of running out of water. Why not, uh, you know, some type of uh, reclamation systems, uh, cisterns potentially in certain areas? They do get rain. You know, any of these where you could offer people say, hey, you know, give you uh, whatever, a thousand-gallon cistern. I bet you it costs like next to nothing to put a thousand-gallon cistern in, electric. Um, but I, I think you could go even bigger than that. You know, everybody laughed at me when I said free online college, uh, but then it became a thing during the pandemic. It was, well, it didn't work very well. I wasn't talking about all degrees, by the way. Let's think at least an associate's degree should be available, basic associates. I wanted to share this little quote with you I saw uh, at some point over the weekend. It kind of motivated me, and I thought maybe it would help your outlook as well. It says, don't be surprised when life starts to get good. You deserve that. I don't know who this is. Hala Taha. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, seems like some type of uh, ethnic name there. 
But I like the quote, don't be surprised when life starts to get good. You deserve that. I was thinking about this, you know, with everything going on around me and us and how we're, our family's position. And also, you know, I have a feeling that we're going to be just fine through this. You, know, you don't know. I mean, we get into a nuclear war or something like that. We'll still get through it. You know why? Because we work hard and we do the right thing. And I do believe that 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 will carry you through anything. I witnessed it during my whole life. I really have. All right. There's a couple of stories I wanted to go in here today. Appreciate you listening to my little 27-minute opening monologue there. I was off for a couple of days. Of course, I'm going to come back a little yappy. What did you expect? I was going to take uh, three days off and not have anything to say? It doesn't work like that. Come on. I put this report in here. I don't know that a lot of people heard about this. I think the story was pretty much downplayed. Um, But it's very sickening to me. I brought this up in different contexts before. But I want you to think about if your child was on one of these teams or attended this school. Uh, This woman, uh, the story is, uh, here we go. That's not, okay, here we go, here we go. This woman, Leza Pamplin, says her goddaughter is the only uh, black, can I read this here? It's cut off, sorry. Lost my momentum. Still, oh, okay. No, still cut off. Here we go. My God, this is what this woman posted. Lessa Pamplin, all right? And she tweeted, my goddaughter is the only black starter for Duke's volleyball team. While playing yesterday, she was called an N-word every time she served, except she used the word. Right? So they call every time she's uh, 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 up to start, every time she served, they're yelling the N-word. She was threatened by a white male that told her to watch her back going to the team bus. A police officer had to be put by their bench. I mean, this is pretty egregious. Imagine for a second that uh, your daughter is playing uh whether white or black, and the rest of the people on the teams are the opposite race, and you're getting called this name and and being threatened then, you better watch your back. Pretty egregious, right? I mean, this could destroy school careers. This could destroy the reputation of uh, of the school, right? So this lady, as it turned out, I have it all posted here in the link. You can check it out. Um, she's been posting on Twitter. She's a lawyer, by the way. <clears throat> Here's some of her posts. This is from 2020. I knew she was married to a white boy, just reading the tweet. Being married to a white woman, he thinks he can talk this stupid nonsense. Clarence 2.0. A lot of cursing in here. Why Pipo being white? Why does CNN constantly interview these dumb white women? Bernie Sanders rallies are so white. If you're white, you totally wouldn't understand. This is her her post. So then she goes to the school. Creepy crackers are scary. Pretty egregious, right? So this lady's like busted out big time here on her, her false racism allegations. So what happens to it? What happens to her? What would you think? Terrorism charges, um, 
you know, some kind of anti-racism law. No, no, none of that's going to happen. Not a damn thing is going to happen. She's going to keep. Matter of fact, if you keep it up, she'll probably get a book deal, and she'll probably be featured on CNN. My take on that. Tell me where I'm wrong. We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, oh, this was fascinating. Let me see if I can open this up. Yes. I've talked about this, and to see it here in USA Today, I don't know if everybody listening will remember this. It's not something I brought up a lot, uh, but I used to talk about how with the Democrats, they feel that the ends justify the means. That they feel that, and they've talking about it openly now. Yeah, 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 we told, we told Facebook to squash the story because this guy had to be defeated. He was a threat to democracy. See, CNN said it. We did what we had to do for America. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's how it went. Well, now USA Today, when it comes to matters of politics and morality, the question is, do the ends justify the means? Here's another conversation that the liberals have taken us down, not conservatives, some conservatives. When you're going to say to me, well, yeah, yeah, the ends do justify the means. I mean, you think about this philosophical question a second. You say, well, is it okay to steal? Well, of course not. If you have to feed your family, is it okay to steal? Well, <laughs> would you, was it okay to steal from the rich to feed your, your starving children? All right? This is Robin Hood. Yeah. I mean, why? What if you're rich? What's constituted as rich? Maybe you're rich to it. You're rich to people in Ethiopia. It's okay for them to just say, yeah, hey, you said it, right? If I got to rob you, rich Americans, to feed my kids, got to do what I got to do. People that think like that. Well, it's very, um, it's not really thinking through the issue very well. The ends begin to justify the means and nobody's safe. Nobody has anything. It's where you're just going to ignore Uh, you know, whatever moral barriers. And so when the ends justify the means and you believe in that versus not, then, uh, then you no longer believe in individual rights. You no longer believe in the sanctity of life. Prove me wrong on that. You say, what do you mean? Well, the ends justify the means. I'll give you an example of one of my own uh, conflicted ideas. I'm a little conflicted on the idea of um, euthanasia. I remember this came up to me. I was thinking, man, what if I develop lung cancer? I would really just rather get to a point in that where I was like, just give me the pill, make the appointment. And have you ever seen anybody die of lung cancer? And you say, well, you know, it could be a miracle. Eh, not luckily. If you got stage five lung cancer, you're probably going to die, right? And I'm just saying to you on a selfish, personal level, I'm like, yeah, I think I'd rather the euthanasia option in that scenario. I'm, I'm a do not resuscitate kind of guy. I'm like, I'm just going to go with it on God's time, not my time. But I question myself on the euthanasia because uh, what is the ends justifying the means? Well, the ends is that you're going to kill yourself, commit suicide, because you're afraid of the pain or dealing with the death that's coming to you. That's a lack of faith. And I know some people don't like to talk like this. However, you got to think about it to, to get yourself over the hurdle. 
But you're saying, no, I'm, I'm going to take control of this. Okay. And you say, yeah, I, I think if you have stage five lung cancer, we're going to give that the go ahead. You could go ahead and take the pill tonight. Okay. So now we've established a new line. A new line that went from no euthanasia, it's wrong, it's immoral, it's illegal, we will never allow it to, yeah, all right, because Chris agreed and other, he talked other people into it, we're going to say if you have stage 5 lung cancer and you want to take a pill, we'll go ahead and let you do it. All right. Well, then next year comes along, or the next generation, and it doesn't even have to be that long, it'll be the next news cycle these days. And they say, you know, this doesn't make sense to me. What, you know, it's usually men, white men, who get stage five lung cancer. But what about blacks with sickle cell anemia? I mean, why shouldn't they be able to, to kill themselves too if they want to? So, well, yeah, it's a good point, really. Oh, really? Have you ever seen what happens to a woman with ovarian cancer, whatever the, you know what I mean? Next thing you know, uh, there's people that say, well, I'm so depressed. Like, who's to deny the pain I'm in? <laughs> Right? You say, well, it's easier to kill them than to take care of them, right? All of a sudden, this rationale comes in. Not the best example of the ends justifying the means, but it's a huge deal. It's central to every moral argument. We don't want to act like these government decisions are, uh, are moral, but they're highly moral. Listen to this. I don't know if it's true or not. In 1966... The city of Orlando responded to a wave of sexual assaults by offering firearms training classes to women. Rapes dropped by nearly 90% the following year. Isn't that incredible? Really amazing when you think about it. I, I believe that it's, uh, if not true, entirely possible. It really is. I want to leave you with this last story. There's a photograph in here. I really hope you check out in the show notes at ChristopherScottShow.com. The photo shows this hillside now covered with trees. In Brazil, this pair planted 2 million trees in 18 years, bringing back 172 species of birds, 33 mammals, 15 amphibians, 15 reptiles, and 293 plant species. The whole world should know them. They are Lalia Wanek and Sebastian Salgado. The couple decided to found the Terra Institute, a small organization that planted 2 million plants and revived the forest. There is only one creature that can convert carbon dioxide into oxygen, and that is a tree. We need to replant the forests. With only local plants, the couple rebuilt the entire ecosystem from scratch and the area flourished significantly, allowing the fauna to return. Thanks to their work, Layla and Sebastian saved dozens of endangered species. The earth was as sad as I was. Everything was destroyed. Then my wife got a fantastic idea to replant this forest. All insects, birds, and fish returned, and thanks to the new growth of trees, I was born again. Amazing story, really, there. Amazing that what the impact of a couple of people can make. A couple of people working together, in this case too, right? A husband and wife working together, and look at what they were able to accomplish. Look at what they were able to do. Phenomenal when you think about it. And you look at the photographs. And there's another thing, and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but if we really want to impact the environment, it's been shown over and over again. Water quality, air quality, planting trees. More trees is the best thing we can do. Trump set out to to, uh, plant a billion trees. He had the idea, but they just bashed him. It was ridiculous. Unbelievable. There's some other stories here. You can check it out. 
Bible's first sentence, the key to the truth. I've talked about this as well. If you don't believe in a creator God, there's really no other discussion about religion worth having. If you don't start at that basic point, where do you have to start from? You have to start in the book of Genesis. That's why it's the beginning. So that people can understand the foundation. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.